0: Have you heard about social distancing? You gotta stay at home if you can.
1: Not just to protect yourself, but to protect others.
0: Stay at least 6 feet away from other people, cough into your elbow and wash your hand regularly. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Welcome back to another episode of Maritans Family. My name is Heng and I'm here with Bree, Fernando, and Angelica.
2: Hey guys, it's Fernando. For the first topic, we're going to discuss on how have families changed over time. Angelica, can you tell us more about it?
3: So I actually believe that families have changed over time because we lose our traditions. And what I mean by that is majority of the society were raised to not have kids before marriage. But as most of you guys can tell now in our generation, we've kind of switched up the game because it has shown as today that 89% of these pregnancies are actually teen pregnancies. Which means that half of those teens don't make it to marriage.
2: So, Angelica, what is the difference between nuclear and extended family? And, as the social landscape changes, what family structure would people prefer to live in more?
3: So, the difference between a nuclear family and an extended family is a nuclear family consists more of parents and children. And an extended family is more of a social unit that includes parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, children, and any type of relative. Um, a nuclear family is usually like a small family establishing their own household. Um, to grab new opportunities and be flexible in their methods of economic survival. So people who grow up in this nuclear family are more children-centric and more self-reliant, according to some research, which means that they generally have a higher education attainment and more economic mobility. Whereas an extended family it's much more of a multi-generational house, whereas other people have found this to be that the family structure of inter general- generalization, um households make parenting easier. But um, in other research and in own opinion, I believe that a nuclear family gives you more freedom rather than an extended family where you have much responsibilities. um, uh, For example, in an extended family, you have not only um, certain children or certain individuals to take care of. Um, you could have your children and your family's children to take care of or your parents to take care of or your aunts and uncles to take care of. So it's much more of a responsibility than to look after yourself. Because you're looking out for others and yourself. And a nuclear family has basically more advantages. Because say that their mom is most likely to look after her children and her own needs. And she can take um, care of her personal needs in a much better way than she could in an extended family. And in an extended family, um, children don't get much attention because usually the mom never finds time to look after her children because they remain busy for the household to work, which means that they're usually always maintaining the house clean or always um working and making food for the rest of the whole family. Okay, so Brie, can you tell us what are the different types of marriages? Okay,
1: so let's start with our most common type of marriage in our Western society, which is monogamy. Monogamy is a form of marriage in which each partner is only allowed to have one spouse, versus polygamy, which is a marriage that allows a husband or wife to have more than one spouse. Is illegal in all 50 states in the U.S., but is still legal in some countries, majority of them being Muslim, some cities in Africa and South Asia.
3: Wow, that's very interesting. Are there, like, different types of polygamy?
1: There are actually two types of polygamy. Polygyny, which is when a man has multiple wives, and the less common one, which is polyandry which is when a woman has multiple husbands. Another form of marriage is an arranged marriage. An arranged marriage is when parents or family members choose the spouse of their son, daughter, or family member. Both parties must enter with consent in order for it to be considered an arranged marriage. But if one or both parties don't get the opportunity to give full consent, it is considered a forced marriage. Some parts of South Asia, the Middle East, Africa, and East Asia still practice arranged marriages today. I was talking to my grandmother about her arranged marriage with my grandfather. My grandmother was 16 and my grandfather was 25 when they got married. She was born in the city of Oaxaca in Mexico in 1955. Her parents were very strict and didn't allow my grandma to date anyone the way that arranged marriages worked was my grandfather's dad, uncle, or brother had to talk to my great grandfather to get to know the family. After my grandfather's family had talked, they had to wait for two letters to arrive. The first letter was telling my grandfather's family that my grandma was able to get married and the second letter was giving a response. After my grandfather received the letter with approval of the marriage, my grandfather's family gifted animals, food, and desserts to my grandmother's family. These gifts were given to have a celebration, but the spouses and their families were to have their celebration separately. My grandmother had only seen my grandpa from a distance, exchanged little to no words, and were never left by themselves. A couple of months after the celebration,
3: they got married. Thank you, Brie, for helping us learn more about the different types of marriage and sharing with us your family story. We will be going to take a little break and we'll come right back with the last topic.
1: Fernando, how do new family forms affect your life, and what does marriage and family look like today in the United States?
2: Hey, what's up guys? This is Fernando, and in this part of the chapter, I'm going to be talking about how marriage and family affects the lives of families today. The first form of living together is called cohabitation, and that is when two people live together in a sexual relationship of some permanence without being married to each other. Usually some couples believe that cohabitation is marriage-like, but that's only for like a couple, like 30%, and the rest just do it because they want to have fun. Although it says in our book, many college students believe that by living with a boyfriend or girlfriend, they will learn whether they're right for each other and thus have more successful marriages. I don't really think that's true because I believe people need space and living together at a young time in their life will affect them and their young They feel trapped, and they're going to want to leave, and eventually, they're going to get married, and then they're just going to end up being divorced, and that is not, pretty sure that's not what they want. This usually happens when people meet online, like dating apps like Tinder or other ones, like online platforms. They meet up, they have a good relationship at first, and they think they're happy, but we all know they're really not, so they end up going the long way, and they get divorced.
1: Okay, what about same-sex parents?
2: that's really big now in our community. And a lot of people are starting to allow them. People think that they won't raise a child right. They think they'll go out one way and stay lesbian, gay. There's a proven fact that gay parents are just as likely as the children of straight parents to progress successfully throughout their school without grades of being left back or anything. Another one is being single with a child. People believe... They want to wait for the one to have family with, but usually when they're getting older, that does not work out. Usually in the 30s or 40s, they want to have a kid, but they don't have a partner, so they don't know what to do. Usually that ends up when they want to adopt or use a, a donor. For my case, I have someone in my family who is single. They have a child. And yeah, it is t- difficult, but they have she has us as a support system. We all take care of them. We consider them like, like I consider them like my brother. So yeah, we help them all the time. It would I understand how it would be hard for other families. Like a mom, she would she only has one kid. She has to work, so she has to find someone to take care of that kid. That's really hard for them. I actually support them, and I want them to keep working how they hard how they're doing because I see how my aunt works and I just want the best for them.
1: That is very inspiring and I wish all the best to your aunt. I have one last question for you. Why do you think there's so many women that are perfectly happy and decide to stay single instead of getting married?
2: Some women simply believe that they don't need a man in their life to support them financially. They have good job, they know they can support a kid or kids if they want, and that sometimes may lead to divorce. Because they they realize they don't need a breadwinner in the family. So they get a divorce, they take the kids, and they try to give them the happiest life they can.
1: In conclusion, sociologists are interested in the relationship between the institution of marriage and the institution of family because historically, marriages are what create a family and families are the most basic unit upon which society is built. Both marriage and family create social status roles that are sanctioned by society. Although new generations now want to break old traditions and make new ones to change around how society is categorized in marriage, family, and
0: divorce. Okay, and with that, we are going to leave you guys with a few questions. Question number one. Have you ever used and met someone through any dating platforms? What are some of the virtues and downsides of online dating? Second question is, what are the most common family problems in an extended family? And the third question is, have you ever experienced or witnessed violence in a relationship and family? What impact does it make on society and how does it affect individuals? Last question is, why do you think the divorce rates are increasing over time? Alright, thank you so much for listening. We will see you guys next week with another episode.